You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Well, guys, uh, we're here to recap the Minnesota game, which was a kick in the nuts. Uh... A 20-10 loss there. We'll also be talking about Michigan in the preview games of the week. But let's kick in the nuts, guys. Uh, Nebraska was up 10 to nothing at halftime, and it just it sucked from there. Uh, Derek, what was your overall thoughts on this game? Well, I have to correct you. The final score was 20-13, to 13, not 20-10. to 10. Uh, unless, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I got blackout drunk there at the end. <laughs> uh, I mean, you said it. T- to me, this was probably the biggest kick in the balls outside of maybe Georgia Southern. Uh, this this game, and, it, and it, it wasn't because we were supposed to win this game. It wasn't because anything other than we went to halftime and you thought, man, we 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 got it. We are the better team right now. Yeah. We shut down. I mean, we literally shut down Mo Ibrahim. That guy couldn't do nothing against us. It looked so awesome. And then second half rolled around. We couldn't stop him. I, he ended up with 128 yards in the in the game rushing. But I, I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't find the, the splits, but I don't think he had more than 20 yards in the first half. I, it, I don't think he did. It, it, just, it just blows me away. This, uh, you know, it, it, Nebraska, it, it's history repeating itself over and over and over again. You hurt their quarterback, and all of a sudden you can't stop their backup quarterback. Yep. Yeah, that that dude, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name because I don't know how to say I it. I want Tyler to pronounce his name. <laughs> Tanner Morgan? <laughs> oh, the, uh, the backup. Backup. Well, I, I got the start. You guys take care of the rest. <laughs> I mean, that guy came in and, I mean, he was only 50%, but, man, he had 137 yards, was throwing downfield on us. There was one particular play that Malcolm Hartzog, who I've enjoyed watching this year, has been a good player, uh, just watched a guy catch a ball. 30 yards down the field, 40 yards. I don't know how far long. I don't know how long that pass was. It was a long pass. And he sat two yards behind him, watched him catch it, and then tackled him. It was like, dude, you got to go up and at least try and break that thing up. I don't care if you got a touchdown out of it. I would have rather seen you put effort into it and try to break that pass up and end up not breaking it up and giving up the touchdown than just sit there and watch him catch it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the the defense played well for the especially in that first half. Man, they were phenomenal in that first half. I know at one point they were negative fifteen yards rushing. The offense looked good in the first half, also. I mean, for two drives. I mean, yeah, for, they looked good in the first quarter. Uh, and then they felt they fell apart. I, they looked good in the scripted plays, but when it came time time, time to make adjustments to start coaching, it kind of fell apart. Yeah, but even at halftime, I mean, being up ten to nothing, it kind of seemed like it's like, wow, we were on pace to like reverse cover them because Minnesota, they were, well, it was sixteen point, they were sixteen point favorites, but by uh, kickoff, I think it was down to fourteen and a half. Tyler, jump in here on the uh, your overall thoughts on this Minnesota game. I mean, it it was in my opinion the best defensive performance of the year. Uh, Anthony Grant looked like Anthony Grant again. Uh, offensive line played one of their better games if not their best game of the season um we were at home and everything says we should have won that game i mean derek talked about the first half i mean you know it you really did you kind of said okay man here here's the moment like this is a turning point in nebraska history almost not to overstate it but it was like this could be a big win. It could catapult us to the, get the end of the year. Maybe a bull. Like everything is like playing through your mind. What could happen? Um, and 
and then the second half happened, and you know, Derek, you talked about the offense. The offense was puttering, and we'll talk more about why, but it was puttering towards the end of the first half. But you felt like it, our defense was playing so good. We were getting pass rush. I mean, we had three sacks in the first half. Like, like everything you wanted. This was like, oh wow, this is a team, and we lost. This and it's just it's, this is what we expected the team to look like all year. Yeah, and I mean. The first half. The first half. Yeah. And, and, and again, half, even in the, the second half, half I, I don't – the defense – They wore out. I mean, I'm not blaming yeah. the defense. They wore out. When when your offense goes six straight th- uh, three and outs yes. and then throws an interception, your defense is going to wear and, out. And, and, and again, Mo Abraham is just too good of a back to, like, just not to shut down. And, and real quickly on him, he is the reason why NIL is a good thing. Because I don't know what he's getting paid at Minnesota, but I will tell you, they have ran him into the ground. I can't imagine that guy having an NFL career at this point. They are just giving him so many carries. His ankle is basically, he's playing in a walking boot. Yeah, that I mean, tape job was crazy, wasn't it? It just, it, it's, you know, it, it, I, I just feel for, and he had 30 carries for three straight weeks. And he's a six-year senior, like, I, I mean, I don't know how many carries he's had in his career in Minnesota. I, I would love to look up all-time carries in the Big Ten because he's got to be approaching the most carries in the history of the Big Ten. He's got um, high miles. And, yeah, but anyway, but but he's too good, too talented to hold down when you give him a chance to run the ball 30 times. Derek, you talked about their backup. He was the spark they needed to open it up, you know, and, and took advantage of a couple secondary breakdowns and, yeah, it just depressing. I mean, I mean, after that first quarter, I, I believe you guys even text me like, "Holy shit, we're gonna win the time of possession in a quarter." And we did. And we did. One quarter. <laughs> even the second quarter. Even the second quarter was. I mean, it was it was fairly even. I mean, but by halftime, it was fairly even where where we stood with time of possession. But that that third quarter, man, they had the ball for eleven and a half minutes of that third quarter. Think how bad Nebraska football has fallen. We're we're like getting all giddy because we won time of possession in one quarter. If that doesn't mark the bottom of Nebraska football, I wouldn't say I'm giddy giddy about it, but we damn sure were. We We damn sure were in our text messages. (laughs) Well, I was at work, so I wasn't texting with you guys. But I, I just I don't know. I. What a what a disappointing game! I I, I don't know. I I almost would have just rather Minnesota came out and just destroyed us than give us that kind of hope yeah. that we were going to do something. There's there's plenty of time for that in this last three games. I want to talk about the quarterback utilization. So Chubba Purdy he gets the start. Uh, he plays probably more than what he should have. And uh, second half they give Logan Smothers a little. Uh, touch for a series there in the beginning of the third quarter in Chubba Purdy. Which he did nothing with. He, I mean, He didn't do anything. Well, then, okay, to be fair to that, it was third and two, and he hit Oliver Martin in the numbers, and, and, he, dropped. and he dropped it. And, and yeah. so, is, but, but you know what? Chubba Purdy hit his guys right in the numbers, too, I, and I get it. it. But say, but that, wasn't, that, wasn't just a, that wasn't just a Logan Smothers. I, I get it. But to say that, look, I mean, I don't put that drive on us going three and out with Logan Smothers on Logan Smothers. It wasn't. But they put Chubba Purdy right the back result in. result was the same. They put him right back in, and it doesn't look good. Finally, uh I think Logan Smothers got the final two possessions there in the fourth quarter. And they, a little bit of a spark happened. I mean, he looked a lot better. Uh, Talk more about the quarterback utilization between those two and what your your thoughts were. You know, going into the game, you know, um, you know, Mickey Joseph alluded and I, and maybe not even alluded is the right word flat out said that if Casey Thompson's a no go that he expects somewhat even reps and and obviously coaches say things during the week and you kind of should just take him everything with a grain of salt but if that was the game plan that did not look like that was the game plan because the first half was all Chubba Purdy and you know he ran the ball effectively when he ran it, but his arm just never looked good. He wasn't completing passes, and the, and, and 
mind you, we're going to talk probably a lot about it, about the quarterbacks. The wide receivers as a whole had their worst game of the season. It was just a bad effort from the, the receivers. But Chubba Purdy wasn't impressive, and no Logan Smothers that whole first half. And the second half comes out, and you start to see a little bit of him, but nowhere near a 50-50 balance until the end of the game with the last two series. And, and I'll say this, Logan Smothers, like... Mark Whipple is going to take a lot of heat from Husker Nation, and he should. Yeah, There's one positive thing. I mean, I think Logan Smothers, at least based off this game, has looked like he has developed a lot better passer than anything he looked like in the spring game, anything he looked last year. He, I mean, he looked like he took a major step forward throwing the football. Um, why, in God's name, did it take that long? Because Chubba just he wasn't getting it done. Derek, your thoughts on quarterback uh, utilization? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. If you had told me before the game that Chubba Purdy would have had 24 yards rushing and Logan Smothers would have had four, I probably would have said you were completely full of shit. Because there ain't no way in hell I would have thought that Purdy was going to be the one that was going to run the ball better. And and I know this is going to get brought up, so I'll just bring it up now. Logan Smothers made a piss-poor decision to throw the ball away when he could have easily ran for a first down on the game-winning drive. And that was his only bad uh, play, really. I mean, I mean, yeah, but... Bad decision. God, it was bad. And well, I'm well, sure happened, he saw so, it on film, and I, it was like, yeah. I, I went sure. back and rewatched that. What I honestly think happened is he had a wide receiver open. And I think what happened is, like, he had that split. Do you think he was trying to hit a wide receiver and not throw it away? Oh, I think he was. I think he was trying to hit Alante Brown. Alante Brown wasn't open when he threw it, but I think that's what happened. He started running. He's like, ooh, I'm going to run the ball. Oh, I see a wide receiver open. What do I do? And, like, all this, like, I'm talking is probably longer than it actually happened on the field. And and by the time he said, oh, I'm going to throw it, no longer was Alante Brown open. He was basically out of bounds at that point. But if you go back and rewatch that play, when – he gets out the pocket. It looks like he's going to run. And then you can see him go back to throw the ball. And he, like, points. Because I think he sees him. But by the time all of this happens, Alante Brown is no longer open. And he just, it, it, again, poor decision. Not enough snaps. Not enough reps in the game to, like, to process all everything that was happening so quickly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was, at that point, if he runs, I have no doubt he gets the first down. Uh, and it, I mean, it was it was a poor decision. Did, did Marcus Washington have the catch of the year? It looked like it. That was a damn nice throw, though. Too. Yeah, he was. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the throw, but man, what a catch he made! Yeah, he, he ended up averaging 32 yards a catch. Of course, he only had two catches. That was one of those plays right there, you know, because they called it incomplete there, and they went to review it. It's like it looked yeah, good I, to me, I, I, but I was like, that. I could see them just like plate uh, stands on the field, you know, the, the call stands. I'm like, holy shit! But yeah, I wasn't sure which way it was called on the field because I seen it at work. Uh, I kind of snuck a peek while I was working, which I shouldn't have been doing, but I did catch a, I did catch a sneak of it. And I didn't know which way it was called on the field, but I was like, you got to call that a catch. His foot's clearly down. And he never loses possession of it. Oh, it was a great catch. So I, I, I honestly thought it was called a catch on the field. But then after rewatching it when I came home, I realized what had happened. But, yeah, it was it was a phenomenal catch. For for a guy that's been, kind of been known for dropping some balls, Yeah, he's uh, he really came up big. And then Trey Palmer just completely fell to shit and – Apparently forgot to put a stickum on his gloves. He he had his worst game. You thought that game uh, against the, Illinois? Yeah, what one reception for one yard one was yard. bad. This was by far worse. The drops, three drops. Wait, PFF counted yeah, only two drops, but he had three. The, the difference is that Illinois, he just didn't get the ball thrown to him much. Like there wasn't much of a chance for him to make some catches. He was thrown to a lot in this game. Hell, he had five catches, yeah. but he dropped three or four, three, at least three of them. Yeah, should have had eight catches for who knows how many yards. Well, the, the, I mean, the, one of the drops was again an example of a struggle at quarterback. But he had the guy over the top. I mean, 
I, I've seen Casey Thompson under throat Trey Palmer this year, but not like that. I mean, it was Trey Palmer had to do a dead sprint back just to get to the ball. Like, I mean, it was so drastically under throat. It well, even on the even on the last play of the of the off well the last play for the offense of the game, like he should have caught that ball. Oh, that was that that was arguably his worst drop. I mean, that yep. was in stride. I, he was scared of getting hit. That's, that's the only thing I can come up with. He was scared because he was about to take a hit pretty bad. I think he did take a pretty good licking on that. Well, hit, and he, but, he had gotten whacked pretty good earlier in the game where, uh, I don't know if it was a... Where it was almost a targeting. Which, yeah, it was debatable, definitely. That was a close target. Anyway, I, the, the more I see it, the less I thought it was targeting. But it was almost called targeting on the on the field, at least. I think they reviewed it for targeting. As a matter of fact, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I agree. I'm not saying it was right, but it was a. I don't. I, I didn't think they did. I think they. I thought they just picked the flag up, but hey. whatever. So, Tyler, you hinted at this earlier, about, talking about the game plan and how Anthony Grant was running the ball. Overall, did, did you like the game plan? I I think this is two weeks in a row. We had a very good game plan, and where Illinois once like. Casey Thompson went out, like everything fell apart. Game plan went to shit. We didn't know what to do. I I don't think that we completely abandoned the game plan. I, I mean, there was a couple series in the second half. We gave Anthony Grant multiple carries in a row. That's something we didn't do. I thought the rotation at running backs was better this week. We really, I mean, it used to be two series switch out run Anthony Grant. We gave Anthony Grant like three, three or four series in a row. Like I, I thought it was a good game plan. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it was even completely play calling. I think, I think it was personnel mismanagement was this game. Oh, really? It was, it's our quarterback. I mean, if there was a better quarterback on the field for Nebraska Saturday, there was one guy that was clearly better than the other. Yeah. And Mickey Joseph, he did, he did admit to that in the post game saying that they probably should have had. Uh, Logan Smothers played him earlier. I, I I like Mickey Joseph. I I like Mickey Joseph, but I'm tired of hearing this. We should have done this differently after the game. Like, How much of that do you think he's like covering for Mark Whipple? Because Mark Whipple's just a dick. Well, on that subject, I mean, isn't what we wanted out of wasn't the whole thing on bringing Mark Whipple in originally was we wanted a guy who was going to stand up to the head coach, who was going to be sound and not get ran over and not be a yes man and challenge. I mean, I feel like we got what we signed up for in Mark yeah, Whipple. We did, and just I, we just thought he was a different head coach, just different <laughs> head coach. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I. Is he covering for Mark Whipple? Do I think Mark Whipple wants Chubba Purdy to succeed? I do. I, and, and I will say this. I don't believe Chubba Purdy is as bad as he played the last two games. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's yips. I don't know if he's scared to get hit. Because I'll tell you what. I, again, I rewatched enough of this game. The, one of the worst things about him is he runs straight fucking back every goddamn time there's a pass rush. He, do, he does not believe in stepping into the pocket. If I was his offensive tackle, I'd be like, what do you want me to do? Do you? I shouldn't even touch this guy because you're just going to go run away from the, my protection. Like, you, it, it's bad. To, to, to be fair, though, I mean, like, you, you, you say this was the best the offensive line's played all year, and I probably tend to agree with you, but we did give up four sacks in this game. Yeah, because Chubba Purdy kept running backwards out of protection. He only, he only got sacked twice. Logan Smothers was sacked twice too. I thought I thought it was three and one. Not not according to the stats sheet, at least. I don't know. I mean, Derek, what do you think of the game plan? I I don't know. I, I was fine with the game plan. I would just, but when we started going three and out, like it was time to try something different. I mean, Minnesota clearly made good adjustments to what we were doing, and we made no adjustments. We stuck to the game plan. And I guess in some instances that's good, but it wasn't in this game because what we were doing was not working again. There's no reason for any offense to go six straight three and outs. There's just no reason for that. 
Uh, Unless you're Iowa. Right. Uh, so what about defensive game plan, though? I mean, you like that, right? You like what we did there? Uh, the defensive game plan I thought was really, really good. Uh, I, I, I don't blame even in the second half when we started giving up chunk plays a little bit here and there. I, I don't blame the defense. I, 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 they wore out. They just There's not much you can do when you're on the field 11 minutes for a whole quarter. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, any other nuggets that you want to talk about this Minnesota game, or can we just pack this shit up and just move on? Hey, our punter was pretty badass in this game. Yeah. Bright spot. Oh, we, we had several bright spots 55, in this game. 55 yards per punt. I was pretty impressed with that. I mean, again, if, if you told me we held the Bra- uh, uh, Minnesota 300 yards total offense, I really would have thought we would have won that game. Yeah, absolutely. But if you had told me we only had 267 yards, I'd also told you that we probably got our asses handed yeah, I mean, to us. But again, I, I would have never. So, I mean, it, was kind, it was kind of the tale of two tails. But I would have it never was, guessed we would have had 100 yards rushing. I mean, I mean, again, I thought I thought Anthony Grant was done. I thought he was not going to have another 100-yard rushing game this year after that Illinois game where we refused to run him. And... He did. Um, so last week you guys were criticizing Mickey Joseph for not, like, telling Mark Whipple to run it. You giving Mickey Joseph credit? I, I, again, I thought we had a lot better game plan on Saturday, and I thought the running the game. So, yes, Mickey Joseph gets credit. Yay! Um, and Mark, yeah, Whipple, Mark Whipple gets a little bit of credit, too. Uh, I, I thought, again, I thought the offensive game plan – again – it came down to personnel mismanagement, and, and it was one main position. But also, it was also Tommy Hill starts the game at wide receiver. Yeah, and he like, played like five total snaps. I, I saw him out there on the starting drive. I'm like, holy crap. He might be a part of this offense. And then no, gone. It, Nothing. No, but there, but there was also a point, like, heading into the second quarter, it, it, maybe halfway through the second quarter, I'm not sure which it was, but that Anthony Grant had 89 yards rushing already. Like that was phenomenal, and then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, oh they shut him down. Well, I, we ended up with we ended up with twenty yards after that. I yeah. joked that we we ran a gimmicky offense to start the game. We ran the ball; that was our gimmick. Like what was they, that? they I, I said, I was joking that they they started with a gimmicky offense. We ran the ball, like yeah. Minnesota wasn't prepared for Nebraska to run the ball, and then unfortunately, that's an easy adjustment to make. Yeah. Especially when your cornerback is not demonstrated that he can throw downfield at all or throw. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like we deserve this for all the shit we give Patriots all year about how bad it is. I feel like it's like, oh yeah, we we kind of deserve the full circle of oh yeah, we're in the same situation Iowa was in Holy all shit. year. I even made the statement a, a while back. It's like, <laughs> it's like Spencer Petrus would be like fifth or sixth string at Nebraska. I no longer believe that. <laughs> he, he would be a backup. He would be a backup, but I mean, he he, he probably would have been starting. Uh, all right, let's move on to this Michigan preview. Uh, we're already we already know that we're going to be down one defensive starter, and that's Miles Farmer because uh, he got a DUI uh, this weekend, so he is going to be suspended for this game. It doesn't matter. Eh, probably not. Ultimately, in this matchup, Michigan is twenty nine point favorites. Sure, uh, it matters. I mean, it still matters. He's our second leading tackler on the team. Yeah. He's he's a leader in that secondary. It's it's a huge loss. It's a huge loss. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying he gives us a chance to win, but that's a huge loss. Yeah, I mean I agree. I mean I, I think that I was just speaking from the part. It's like in the end, it's not going to matter. I mean, twenty nine point favorites, whether you lose by twenty seven or thirty three, you know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be another kick in the nuts, right? Uh, Tanner, as we look at this Michigan team coming in, they're undefeated, and the uh, uh, the playoff committee, they had their rankings come out in Michigan. They are number three. Uh, but have they exceeded your expectations to this point? I mean, so much so. I mean, 
you know, I, I did not see, see Blaine Corum be a Heisman contender running back. I thought their defense would take a step back. I mean, I'm not saying it's as good as last year, but it's damn near. Um, I thought Cade McNamara was going to be the starter. And yeah. lo and behold, J.J. McCarthy has come in and been better than him. And I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. I mean, so yes. I mean, Michigan is, I mean, right now, I, I, the best thing for Thanksgiving weekend, for, in my opinion right now, unfortunately, is not Nebraska-Iowa. It, I am so excited to watch that Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday. Like, that is going to be must-appointment-watching TV. Um, but yes, Michigan has greatly... And I thought they were going to be good. I think I had them on a 10 or 11-win team. But the way that they're doing it is just so much better than I thought it would be. Derek, what about you? I mean, I, yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I I didn't think they would take as big of a step back, but I did think their defense was going to take a step back because they lost a lot of guys to the NFL from that defense. And that defense might be better than it was last year. Uh, offensively, I, I don't know if they're – it's it's tough to say, but, man, Blake Corum sure is damn good. I, I don't know if their offense is quite as good as last year's, but Blake Corum definitely is better than what he th- what we probably thought he was going to be. I, I, I don't know. I – I got to tell you guys, I, I think I think that Michigan is the better team out, out of all the Big Ten. I, I I think they're better than Ohio State right now. So I don't know how many Ohio State fans we have listening to us, but I know they're not going to like to hear that. But I, I, right now, I think they're the better team. So we do a Big Ten rankings every Sunday, and uh, what we do is we combine all of ours and then we average them out. We do the point system. All three of us submit our ballots, and then we have, uh, add up the points, and then we have like a uh, a CuzCast uh, ballot for us. So we post that every week. So it's always been Ohio State and Michigan. But, Derek, you've had Michigan in front of Ohio State for two, three weeks now, two or three? Something like that. And I had them ahead earlier in the year for a couple of weeks, and then they kind of struggled in the game. And I get I put Ohio State back in front for a few weeks. So Tyler and I have had Ohio State ahead, but this past week, uh, with the way Ohio State kind of struggled a little bit, I I I, I, I struggle to give too much uh, blame on Ohio State because that that weather was just absolute garbage. It was, like, it was it tough was. to do anything in that game. So I, I don't blame them so much for struggling in that game. I just Michigan just looks so damn good right now. Well, for me, this was going to be the week where I almost flipped Michigan in front of Ohio State. I mean, because I think Michigan, I think they are, those two teams are so damn close. and it, they, they are close. And I, I don't mean to make it sound like I think Michigan is head and shoulders above Ohio State, because that's not true. But I, I think it's very, very close. Yeah. Uh, but you look at, like, just, just – the Penn State game, I think, is what really won me over. Yeah. The way the way Michigan just manhandled Penn State, and it, Ohio State played them well, but they struggled a little bit more against I mean, Penn State. And, and to be fair to Ohio State, I mean, Michigan got Penn State at home. Ohio State had to go to Penn State. I mean, that's fair. But my question, to you guys, are are these the two best teams in the country? I mean. Mm. I, 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 say, I, I think I, the playoff committee probably got it right today by putting Georgia number one. I, I, I agree. I, I would they, agree I mean, with they, that just because of beating Tennessee. I mean, unfortunately, the Big Ten is the having, best a, win. having a down year. This is is. I was talking to a friend, and not to get ahead of our picks, but uh, one of my friends messaged me, and he's like, "Why do you guys pick all these crappy games? Like, what do you mean?" He's like, "You always talk about Big Ten. The Big Ten in and Big Twelve are like the two worst conferences this year. Why do you talk about those in your picks every week?" And I'm what like, is he a Pac-12 fan or an no, ACC I, fan? But I, but I think to his point, in the case of the Big Ten, like, I mean, I mean, the Big Ten is down this year. This is the this is one of the worst years the Big Ten has had in a while. The Big Ten West, I mean, the Big Ten East is looking pretty good. I mean, Maryland's better than I thought yeah, they were going to be. Then they get their asses kicked uh, against Wisconsin. I get it. I, I get it. But Penn State's probably better than I thought they were going to be. Michigan's better than I thought they were going to be. Probably ultimately, I think there's I think there's three teams in the Big Ten that are worth a shit. 
Yeah, there are. And then there's there a are. lot of garbage teams. I mean, yes. so, yeah, I, I get that point. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage teams. But but you could say the same for the SEC. I mean, they're in a down year, too. Not, not like. All right, not like the Big Ten. I mean, you the Big Ten usually is a mm. lot better in the middle. Yeah, and the middle is pretty bleak this year. That, that's that's fair, but I think the middle and the SEC is pretty bleak. But, middle of the SEC is always weak. The the thing the SEC always has is like the three or four really good teams, and the rest of the conference. Yeah. I mean, the SEC is playing like for Batum what the SEC is. But anyway. Let's let's face it. If if LSU wasn't in the SEC, there's no way they were a top ten team coming into the game this no, year or this week. I get it. I get it. And they shouldn't have been. And TCU would have been head of Bama. And I get. I all this- and, and and to also be fair, if it was any other conference, Tennessee would have dropped a hell of a lot more than they did for losing to Georgia. I was actually impressed that they dropped out of the top four. I, I was too. I was too. <laughs> I would have lost money I, on I, that. It, because if they were, if that was Alabama, you know that they would have dropped a oh, three absolutely. or four. Absolutely. Uh, I, but let's uh, let's it, talk it, about TCU. TCU has to win out. For the love of God, please let TCU win. Well, we're going to talk about TCU. We have them in the games we of the will. week here. So I know. let's talk about Michigan here. This is our Michigan preview. Uh, I want to talk about their offense. Well, first of all. If you look at the stats matchup between these two teams, Nebraska and uh, Michigan, I mean, it, it's not even close. I mean, Michigan is kicking Nebraska's ass in every meaningful category, uh, except punt returns except, except and kick returns. Offense. And passing offense. And passing offense, but it's like, that's marginal, right? I mean, and it's like... We're 33 spots ahead of them, ranking-wise. Yeah, the, the problem with the passing offense is they we are no longer pass. that team. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, right. that is. It might as well be a different year because, spoiler alert about Saturday, there is nothing about today that gave me any confidence that Casey Thompson's returning for Saturday's game. No, no, no. And I don't think there was a chance of that anyway. I think even if he was healthy, they were going to keep him out. There was no point in playing him in this game. That's probably smart. But hey, Derek, you always wanted to have a head coach that talks about injuries. Nicky Joseph is talking about injuries. <laughs> yeah, but he gives he gives basically the same shit that Scott Frost did. Well, uh, he's day to day. Well, he'll, he he might go he might go a little more into detail, but it ain't a ton. I mean, I did find it very, um, I mean, very telling that it. And what again? If it's true or not, who knows? But he said if Casey Thompson doesn't practice tomorrow, he's going to be out. Yeah, that's not like a day to day. Yeah, I mean that was a and, and no, and that's fair. That's fair. All right, uh, but but I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a few things about this Michigan defense that scares me for our offense. Is they they got three edge rushers? Well, we haven't even talked about their offense yet. Can we All talk right. about their offense first? Why they're gonna kick our ass anyway? All right, they're gonna kick our ass in everything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tyler, talk about uh, Michigan's offense and what do you see? What do you see from them? Well, I mean, I don't. I I did not have the stats that Derek probably does, but I guess on the on the high note, like I mean, when you talk about this, I kind of mentioned him already. Glenn Corum. I mean, we talk. We, I mean, we've talked about the fact that we just played Chase Brown, Moe Ibrahim, and now. Did, do we now play the best running back in the Big Ten? Because I'll yes. tell you, it, it, it's really looking that way. And so, you know, I mean, th- this will be not only the best running back that I think we face all year. I think there's a really good chance this might be the best quarterback we face, or certainly top two. Um, maybe maybe AOC really? maybe AOC is better, but that that would, O'Connell would be the only person I maybe put ahead of JJ McCarthy. We've played. This will be the best offensive line we've played. I mean, it's it's the best offense easily that we've played all year. I can can Dave, I correct you? Okay, better. so it's Blake Coral, not Blaine. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I didn't even catch. You said like three I times. Did, I didn't yeah, think I said Blaine. Blaine Coral. Look, Blake Coral's got eleven hundred eighty-seven yards rushing. He leads the Big Ten in touchdowns with sixteen. Uh, he's gonna be tough to stop. They got a great offensive line. Is this the best offensive line we face? Because we face some good ones. I mean, I mean, 
Pick six previews had him number one in the Big Ten going into the season. There's been nothing that has alluded to. Derek probably has where they rank in sacks. I don't think they've given up many of those. Yeah. I mean, they've given up 1.11 per game. They're 20th in the country. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you look at their stats – all the meaningful stats. I mean, they're top 20 in damn near every category, you know? I mean, it's just like, I mean, they, they have a few outliers where they're, you know, 40 or whatever, but it's like, this is a legitimate okay. top 20 team. <laughs> this, is, this is a legitimate. So, 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 the, so I'll, t- I'll tell you, there are two worst stats. Okay. There are two worst stats are passing offense. They're 93rd and kickoff return. They're 113. Yeah. Everything else. They're top 50. Oh. And and most of them are top twenty five, top twenty yeah. ten. Yeah, I mean, lot 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 of single digit rankings in uh, the stats matchup. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I, I said they're a legitimate uh, top twenty team. I mean, in statistics, but uh, I mean they're a legitimate top five team. I mean that three that number three spot. Yeah, that's that's well deserved. Oh, easily. I mean, the committee they, they have wrong. They have a. I mean, they they have a good offense. They they hold on to the ball thirty five minutes a game. That seems to be very uh, common against all of our opponents this year. All right, Derek. I know you you're chomping at the bit to talk about their defense. Tell us about this defense. All right. I mean, they're again they're top ten in every category. Uh, but they have three edge rushers. Uh, Mike Morris has ten and a half tackles for loss, seven sacks, four quarterback hurries. Iobi Oki, he's got five tackles for loss, three three sacks, and Jalen Harrell, who's got five and a half sacks and a and one and a half or five and a half tackles for loss and one and a half sacks. All three of these guys are edge rushers. This isn't an interior defensive line. line. No, it's not their linebackers. This is just their edge rushers that are ranking this high. Like, just, just to put it into perspective, Garrett Nelson has four and a half sacks and seven and a half tackles for loss. And he's the only one that's even somewhat comparable to these guys. Yeah. I mean, I, O'Shawn Mathis' stats don't even measure up to, like, their third string guy. Hardly. Their linebackers are great. Defensive backs are good. Uh, so there's only been three teams this year that have rushed for over 100 yards on them, and it's been Hawaii, Maryland, and, and Penn State. And there's only been two teams passed for over 240 yards, and that was Maryland and Iowa. Maryland's the only one that had really a relatively good game against them offensively. So I, and I, and I use two hundred and forty as the number because that's about where Nebraska ranks for yards per game. Yeah. So that that's why I use that number to see who how many teams have actually passed for more than that stat. But how how many sacks do we have total as a team so far? Do you know that, Derek? I can I could find out pretty quick. Okay, because. Michigan has 29 sacks. And I, I laugh at this because headed into the year, Tyler, you made that uh, bold prediction. Bold prediction. We'd get to 40. 40. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and that just seems like a, a big number by itself. I mean, for any team. And we have, fi- we have 15 sacks. 15. And Michigan, they already have 29 sacks. And so. You've seen our offensive line. Our tackles, who are probably our weakest out of the offensive line, is our tackles are going to have their work cut out for them this week. I mean, they have their work cut out against FCS opponents. Truthfully, you know, yeah, North well, Dakota. It's, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be, be worse this week. Yeah, it's going to be way worse. Uh, when you when you have when you have edge rushers that are doing that, like you thought they were going to be missing Hutchinson bad, right? Like. Losing him was going to be a big deal, but yeah. they they didn't even miss a beat. Like these guys are as good as what he was doing last year. About so with almost so maybe not quite. With all this being said, with their as great of a defense that they are, uh, their ability to get after the quarterback. Which quarterback should start for Nebraska, Derek? 
Logan I Smothers. I don't think it matters. It should be Logan I, Smothers. I'll say Logan Smothers, but I don't think it matters. Tyler, you're on Logan Smothers too. I, mean, right I, here. I, I don't. I don't think it matters. Logan Smothers has played better. And again, I'm not against giving some chub a pretty some look, but Logan Smothers has deserved to at least be the first guy out there to get his teeth kicked in. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, you know, Chubba Purdy. I, I I will say Logan Smothers mostly because he, I think he gives you the best option to get away from these defenders if he has to. Yeah, I mean, Chubba Purdy, he just seems like he's he's more focused on, you know, the incoming pass rush where he just kind of gets scared a little bit. And uh, Tyler, you're talking about how he – Runs backwards. Doesn't, doesn't run in. Never steps whistle, into the pocket. Whistle. I mean, it's. I don't envy any of these guys. I, I, I damn sure know if I'm Casey Thompson that I'm faking an injury this week. I'm like, yeah, I can't go. I and, cannot. And, and go. I will say this. I, I think Casey Thompson. I know you said we might hold him out regardless. I think Casey Thompson's a gamer. I, I really do. I think he showed so much toughness this year. I, I don't know. I just don't see him being like, you know, keep me. I, I don't I, I don't blame you because I'd be the same way, but I don't think he is. I, I, I hope I'm actually worried about his future of football with go, what's going on with him. Um, As a coach, I would hold him out. I would hold him out. There's no reason to absolutely. go into this game and take that ass whooping. Absolutely. It's your last chance to make a bowl. And I, I guess it's not going to happen. But if you're a coach, you can't. If if our coaches are sitting there saying, okay. hey, we're just maybe, not going to try to win, then, then we have the wrong maybe, coaches in there. Maybe I'll say this. If he's healthy, maybe I put him in for the first series or two and see what he can do. But I'm not leaving him in just to get his ass kicked. No, I get it. I mean, if we're down three touchdowns, you know, four touchdowns at the end of the first quarter, no. But I, I'm just saying, if Mickey Joseph and coaching staff, if Casey Thompson can go and they're like, you know what? We're just not going to play him because we're going to save him for Wisconsin, Iowa. That then I know what I need because this is your chance to get to a bowl. You have to beat Michigan. So what do we know? We know that he did not practice today, right? Yes. I don't so, think. It's, I don't think he. I don't think this is a debate. I don't think this is a strategic decision. You're trying to make to it play. a debate. Well, I'm trying. You, you guys are saying that you wouldn't play him if he's healthy, and I'm saying that I don't think that's an option because you don't think he is healthy. Well, I don't either. I mean, I. I don't think anybody thinks he's healthy. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't throw him out there. Well, I, I mean, I even if he did practice tomorrow. If he was fully healthy, may, maybe I'm throwing him out there. But I'm not throwing an 80% Casey Thompson out there just to throw him out. I, there. Again, I, I, I'll, give, I'll give him the extra rate and try and get him to the 90%, 95%. Yeah. I don't know. I think if he's 80%, you put him out there. If, if he's good enough to play, I think you play him. Okay. Again, what uh, are you saving him for? Final two games. I think you We're can end on a high if note. Lose. If, if you get We're to five games, anyway. there's a chance. There's a chance we can play in a bowl game. Those last two games are a hell of a lot more winnable than this one. So that brings me to this question here. Can Nebraska be competitive in this game, Tyler? You know... So Michigan came out sloppy against Rutgers. Um, so that the, the thought of them overlooking Nebraska kind of goes down the toilet. Uh, it's in Michigan, so we don't even get the home field advantage. I mean, no, to answer your question, there, there's just – I don't think there's – if we played this game within a touchdown, that would be the biggest shock of anything that's happened in Nebraska history in the last – Decade. I mean, it really would be if this if this was a game in the fourth quarter. This this would just be again. We we are, we are staring down the barrel of the worst season in my lifetime of Nebraska football. I mean, we're about to have our. I mean, a three win season with multiple blowouts. I mean, this. I mean, this is just. It's bad. I mean, this could be Oklahoma bad. It really could be. I don't think it will be, but it wouldn't shock me if it would be. If you told me, is it Oklahoma bad or is it um, a one touchdown loss? I would say it's Oklahoma bad. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Derek, what about you? Can Nebraska be competitive in this game? I, I'll say this: No, probably not. And Tyler, you talk about them 
not one to overlook Nebraska because of the Rutgers game last week. They're not going to overlook Nebraska because of last year. Like, I think they overlooked Nebraska last year, which is why we stayed within the three points that we stayed within. And they're not going to, they're not going to make that mistake again. I, I, just, I no, I, I don't think we could keep it competitive. Uh, Unless our defense can shut down Blake Corum the way they did Ibrahim, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It'll be tough, especially Miles Farmer's out of the game, and then the backups from there. You got who do you have? Shalen Sanford and Deshaun Singleton. Yeah, I mean, one yeah, of those that's two not guys. My worry, I, I look losing Miles Farmer sucks, and I. I'm not. We're already down that. Nick Henrich. Already yeah, down him. That, 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 I think that hurts more in this particular game because they like to run the ball more so than Miles Farmer. But I, I don't know. They're going to get to the secondary. He's going to get to the secondary. <laughs> that's where it'd be nice. That's where it'd be nice to have Henrik in there, where maybe maybe he wouldn't get there so much. Again, I will say this: the last two weeks we have played two really good running backs. And while no one's going to say we shut them back down, I think we were we we held our own against these rushing attacks. I think we've shown a lot of heart. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if we play well against the run. I I, I mean, I just I I think that the honestly I I think JJ McCarthy is going to have a really good game against us. I think our secondary is not good. Um, uh, and we haven't. I mean, since Purdue. And you remember what Purdue did against us with throwing the ball. Like, we have it. Minnesota and Illinois don't throw the football. I think that this is a team that can I hit us both ways. Really, Michigan doesn't either, though. I mean, they're 93rd in the country in passing yards. I think they're more capable. I think they're more capable of passing. Maybe. I mean, they only have 16. Or J.J. McCarthy only has 1,600 yards passing this year. I mean, there's just so many I mean, games. He's throwing, seven, he's throwing 71%. So, I mean, give him credit there. But So, I, I know, I, I know I they don't, know don't have a lot of yards, Dirk, but pass efficiency, they're 25th in the country in pass efficiency. They don't pass a lot because they don't need to. They don't have to. And, that, and, that, and that's to. the thing. Like, I don't but think, when they do pass, I, they are highly efficient. And that's fine, but I don't think they're going to need to pass a lot against us either. Yeah. So I don't know that he has a big game because I don't think he's going to need to have a big game. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip the uh, how do you think this game is going to play out because I think we've tipped our hand here. Uh, none of us really see it going well. So, Tanner, what is your score prediction for this game? Well, I think Mickey Joseph will find a way to get this team to give their best effort. I, I still think he can do that. Um, and I think their best effort is us losing 41-20. to 41-20. That's a Nebraska cover. It's a Nebraska cover. Derek? Well, I have Nebraska covering as well, but I don't see a score in 20. I, I, I think our defense does hold their own in this game. I. I like what Bill Bush is doing with the defense. I, I think maybe we maybe we can hold them down a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. We, we we're going to lose about thirty five to ten. Thirty five ten. And I have this game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be ugly uh, with our quarterback playing our offense. I think we're going to struggle there to even stay on the field to keep their offense off. It's. 42-13 is mine, which is, by the numbers, it's a push. But uh, I just hope it's that close. I really do. I, I don't see – I can't see Nebraska scoring a lot of points in this game. Not against this defense. Going on the road. It's it's not going to bode well for us. Well, I had my buddy Casey come talk to me today about how I thought this game was going to go. Uh, Casey's the, uh, one of the guys from personal and foul. And, uh, he was asking me, he says, do you think we have a shot this week? I said, shit, I just hope we can, I just hope we can cover. Like that, that's pretty much my only hope with this game is that we can cover. Would you bet this game? We're getting 29 points. Would you bet it? Probably not. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because, because I'm with Tyler. I, I, it would not shock me one bit if this turned into the Oklahoma game. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me one bit. Because this is a better team than what Oklahoma was. I mean, so I was thinking about this today. Like, when – I mean, we've played – obviously, we played Ohio State all those years in a row. Like, I feel like this is as good of a team as I can remember Nebraska playing. Like, it, I mean, I mean, like, as good as our schedule was last year, I don't think – I think Michigan's better than Ohio State was last year. I think they're better than Michigan was last year. And we – I mean – I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. I think this is as tough a game as Nebraska's played in recent memory. Well, my score prediction is based off of what Nebraska has, mainly at quarterback. Because I think if Casey Thompson, if he were playing, I think it would be a hell of a lot closer. I, I think it would be you know, a 17-point game if Casey Thompson was playing. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Casey Thompson you can't not tell played me that, well last year. I mean – he he hasn't played he hasn't played well his last couple of games. He hasn't he played well since I, Indiana. But he has that deep ball. He can throw the deep ball. And yeah, but I don't know if the secondary is going to give that up like other teams have. Well, I think Trey Palmer can get it. I think he can get over the top on anyone. I don't think it's a matter of. And, and, and that's why I think it's a seventeen point game instead of a twenty nine plus point game. I think Logan's because I think we the, have more scoring opportunities. I, I think, think Logan's mothers can hit the deep ball. We'll, we'll find out because, uh, I mean, it's it's probably not going to be long before we have to uh, start to pass <laughs> this game. Any shot we see Matt Masker in this game? Uh, I'm not going to – I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I, w- I would not be shocked if uh, Nikki Joseph doesn't pull up Bill Callahan and go for a last-second field goal just to get – so we don't get shut out. That'd be depressing. Be funny though. It'd be funny. <laughs> wouldn't shock. Wouldn't shock me any at this point. All right, let's get in the games of the week. All right, games of the week. Uh, last week's record, we all did shitty. I did shittier than your shitty asses. But uh, <laughs> you guys went three and three last week, and I went two and four. So I am thirty three and twenty seven. I think, I think that's. I think it's the worst week collectively that we've done. You know, all it's year. The, the worst thing. It's some great week. games. You know what the worst thing about last week is we all picked against Nebraska. And that's our, one of our wins. <laughs> is that it's yeah. over what? I mean, we would have gladly given up the loss, but if Nebraska pulled off that game. Oh, I, I, mean, I would have been one and five. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, have, I'd have been happy to be two and five. I would have too, point. but I'm just, yeah. it, it's, I just. I think whenever we've had bad weeks, it's usually. Uh, you know, it's usually we pick Nebraska and they let us down, not the opposite. We get the bump. Yeah. Uh, Derek, you're 41 and 19. You are the leader by four games, Tyler. You are 37 and 23. And again, I am four games back, 33 and 27. So uh, we've got some interesting games to pick this week. Uh, the first one is number nine, Alabama, 12 point favorites at Ole Miss. Tyler. How fun is that to say? Just before we go on, how fun is that to say number nine Alabama? I'm so glad the playoff committee actually penalized them. Like, I wasn't quite sure if they so, were going to. It's so it's so nice to call them. I mean, I know it's still a good ranking, but not to have to call them number one, two, three, or four. I mean, and 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 honestly, like, I mean, not, the season's not done, but by all extents and purposes, Bama's done. I mean, LSU isn't going to lose two times to get out of the SEC championship, and they're not going to put a two-loss non-SEC champion in. So, Bama's playoff chances are done, and I'm all for that. That means they're going to lose their bowl game because they don't like to play in bowl games unless it's in uh, the playoffs. I, I don't have, – well, have we ever seen yeah, that? Well, yeah, because everybody will sit out. I mean, have we – Yeah, ever, they, didn't make the, they, they, they didn't make the playoff one, one other year. They, was, and they got smoked in their bowl game, and like say it was like, you know – was it against Oklahoma? It might have been. It might, I, I feel like it's been, it's been I, years. Anyway, I don't. I don't think Saban's going to lose twice in a row. I know this Bama team has not played the best all year. I mean, that LSU game was a really fun game. I mean, that was a back and forth battle. Um, I, I, I know Bama's not great. This is this is a great year for not a twelve team playoff. 
Because I'll tell you what, I would not. I think Bama would make a 12 team playoff, and I would have to deal with them probably going on a run. Um, I, I, I think they're better. I, I, I want the lane train to keep on running, but I don't think he does Saturday. So I got Bama. Derek. Um. Yeah, I, I, Tyler, I'm kind of with you. I think if this is a different week, I, this is the worst week possible for Lane Kiffin to pull Alabama. I, I think in another week, maybe he could have a chance to upset him. But Alabama's not going to lose two in a row, and they're damn sure not going to lose three out of four. And that and that's what's on the line right here. Like, they lose this week. They're, they're going to lose three out of four between Tennessee, LSU, and Ole Miss. And I, I don't see that happening. So Alabama's going to pull it out. I, I'll be rooting hard to be wrong on this because I want I want Lane Kiffin to just destroy Saban, but I, I don't know that it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think Alabama wins also, but I do think Ole Miss will cover that twelve points. Uh, Alabama, they, they are not. This is not the Alabama team that we've come to know for you know the last fifteen years. Listen, Saban's been there, yeah. whatever. Uh, all right, next game, number 22, UCF at number 17, Tulane. Tulane is two-point favorites. Tyler. I can't say I know a lot about both these teams. Uh, I haven't been paying attention to a lot of them, but I'm going to go UCF in this game. Uh, no no big reason except I just don't buy Tulane. Okay. Uh, Derek. I found this game very hard to pick. Maybe, and maybe I'm in the same boat as Tyler's. I haven't paid as n- enough attention to these two teams. Um, ultimately, it's it comes down to home field to me. I'm, I'm going to give Tulane the advantage for home field because they're at home. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an odd year because there's really not a group of five team out there that anybody's paying attention to because – they're just the group of five is just not doing as good this year as recent years past. So you have Tulane. Yeah. All right. So I'm going with Tulane also, and, and mainly it's just because against the spread, they're eight and one against the spread this year. Uh, UCF, they're they're six and three against the spread. Uh, but I will say, I think I bet all three of their fucking losses <laughs> against the spread. I was on the wrong side of those. So I'm off UCF, not doing it anymore. Uh, so give me Tulane. Number 19, Kansas State at Baylor. Baylor's two and a half point favorites. Tyler. Yeah, I got I got Baylor. I, you know, I I I am happy. We'll get to TCU in a second. I'm happy with TCU. I might be crazy. I still think Baylor's the best team in the Big 12. Um, I, I still think that they have a shot at winning the conference when it's all said and done. Um, I obviously Adrian Martinez like him. I mean, what a brutal loss for Adrian last week. Uh, I mean, it was. Were you shocked that he fumbled? I mean, it it just it was just exa- I I felt like I'd seen that game. He, I mean, to just recap briefly, he makes a miraculous play to extend the drive. Like he scrambles, threads a needle, like a perfect, like amazing play. Oh my Very god, he's next- gonna pull it off. Very next play, strip sack loss. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was. He also threw. He also threw his first interception last he week. He did, but still playing well. Uh, but no, I th- I think Baylor's. I I I really do think Baylor might end up being the best team in the Big Twelve when it's all said and done. Derek, I I don't know if I agree with you on that necessarily, but I will give Baylor the advantage for home being at home. Uh. Kansas State's coming off a tough loss. I don't know where their headset, head, head or mindset's going to be. So I'll, get, I'll give Baylor the advantage at home. I'm taking Baylor also. What's, I didn't think that Baylor would be this good offensively, but they're actually really good offensively. They, 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 can, they can move the ball, score some points. They've been done. I, w- I would probably take the over in this game. Uh, the, if, I was to bet, if I was to bet anything in this game, it'd be the So over. the over's 53 in this game, so that's uh, that's interesting right there. Uh, it's it's here in Waco, and it's going to be a little chilly on Saturday for Texas standards. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm taking Baylor. I like them. 
number four, TCU at number 18, Texas. And here we go. Texas, seven-point favorites over a playoff team. Tyler. So TCU deserves to be number four. I'm glad they're number four. However, there has been some like kinks in their armor over the last couple months. I mean, if you look at their margin of victory, basically this whole season, it hasn't been good. But in particular, the last six weeks, just to kind of highlight this, a seven-point victory against KU, a three-point victory against Oklahoma State, a 10-point victory against Kansas State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. Uh, again, TCU, they, they've won their games. They, they need a win. Only thing that matters is winning, especially if you ask Justin. But they have been far, far from dominant. They had to take a 21-point fourth quarter to come out and beat Texas Tech, who is probably not going to a bowl game. I just don't think they can go on the road and win in Austin. I just don't think at this they, – they, they feel a little bit fool's gold to me at this point. So I got Texas winning this game. Uh, Derek? I'll say this about TCU. You talk about the last those last five games, but three of those five teams were ranked when they played them. They were good teams. Uh, the other two, maybe <laughs> Texas Tech. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but whatever. Uh but I'm kind of with you. Like I, 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 I think Texas wins only because I want TCU to win out so they make the playoff. Only to keep somebody else out of it. So I, I think my dreams will be destroyed this weekend. Texas and Texas is playing good ball lately. Like, although although I don't know if anybody had this that TCU had the better quarterback between the two between Max Dugan and Quinn Ewers. Like statistically, Max Dugan's great. Max Dugan's way better quarterback. Another Nebraska miss. So I, I but at the end of the day, I, I think Texas is playing a little bit better ball. They, they've kind of picked it up here in the last few weeks, and they'll find a way to win. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm siding with TCU here, and being on the road does kind of worry me a little bit, but. Uh... I just think TCU, I think they're more rounded. I think they're more consistent than what Texas has Consistently been. down. I was, I was, I, I, mean, I think they've, they've had a comfort. Hey, you know what? The good thing about them, they're like the Chiefs. The Chiefs get down in every damn game, but they find a way to win. I mean, TCU, I think they're – I brought up last week, but, I, I mean, against Kansas State, they had 21 points in the second half to end up edging them out. I mean, they get down. All right. You guys talk about Max Dugan. I mean, his ratio, 24 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's just – that's that's crazy. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Through nine games, I mean, that's nuts. So, I'm, I'm taking – I'm siding with uh, TCU here. Uh, Wisconsin minus one and a half against uh, – at Iowa, Tyler. You know, a couple of weeks ago I made a comment that I don't think Wisconsin wins a game outside of Madison. And I might be coming off of that stance a little bit. Uh, but not in this game. I, I think Iowa has found something in Caleb Johnson. Um, is do they have the best running back on Saturday? Is probably a real question at this point. Um, I mean, I think they have the better defense, and I think obviously they need offense. They have the home field advantage. I I got Iowa in this game. Oh, I bet that hurts you to say. Not, my heart's been Nebraska's already ripped my heart out. Derek. All right, so I, I don't know. Like, it seems like Iowa's found an offense, but they played Northwestern and Purdue, and I, 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 it's I think that's a little fool's gold. Like, they're going to play a really, really stout defense, and I think Wisconsin's going to probably shut their offense back down, back to where they were before, and. Wisconsin has the better offense between the two. Both have great defenses, but I think I think this will be a very low scoring affair where Wisconsin just finds a way to win. Well, you, you know the over under on this game is thirty five, right? Thirty five, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is... and I don't know that I would bet the under on it, but if if you, a gun to my head, I'm I'm taking the under before I take the over. Yeah, I mean, when you get down to that, I mean, that's just like. A fluke play. It's, it's, t- it's tough to hit that under. Yeah. It's tough to hit that under. Uh, when I look at this game, these are two game. These are two teams that have like 
they're uptrending. The last two weeks, they're on the uptrend. And these are two teams that we've had in our rankings uh, towards the bottom half of the Big Ten. But they're they're moving up. They're, they're pulling out some wins. Both of them have beat Purdue. And, shit, Tyler, you had Purdue as high as, like, number four in the Big Ten in your rankings. Uh, Maryland we've talked about. Wisconsin beat Maryland handily. And that's a good team. Uh, but I, I get what you're saying about Northwestern, uh, Derek. But, I mean, I think both teams – from where they were three weeks ago to what we're seeing now, there are two different teams. And uh, I'm, I'm going to side with the home team here with Iowa just for the home field advantage. But I, I don't have a warm and fuzzy at all in, in this one at all. So, but I, I think it'll be a good game, but probably pretty boring. If you like points, this, this isn't going to be for you. <laughs> So, 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 one last question for you guys before we get out of here: What are the odds that Nebraska curse strikes again, and Northwestern finds a way to beat Minnesota this weekend? I would be shocked. I would be shocked, but I, I will tell you, I do have it penciled in the back of my head. Because do you know who Michigan plays the week after Nebraska? No, Illinois. Illinois, right? Illinois. And I've kind of already circled that game as a Illinois pulls the upset. Upset special. Oh. So take note, Derek. That's your chance to get a get another game on time. I, I don't know if I would pick it. I don't know if I would pick it, but I just. I, well, it'll most likely be in our picks of the week next yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, because so. well. I guess get ahead. I mean, just the last thing. I think Purdue's going to beat Illinois this week. I think I don't think Illinois is going to be ranked anymore after this week. But. Really? Okay. I, I I don't know. I think Purdue's on a downhill trend. I think I Illinois think. is on a downhill trend. That was an ugly game against Michigan State. It was. Yeah, but you thought you thought that. Wisconsin wasn't going to win another game after they lost to Michigan State too. I, no, I, I picked I picked Wisconsin. To sure, beat, we thought uh, Nebraska wasn't going to win another game after Oklahoma. I, I, mean, I, th- I thought we picked, I picked Wisconsin to beat Maryland. I, th- I just don't think Wisconsin was going to win on the road again. I, and I, yeah, but after that Michigan State game, me and you talked, and you thought Wisconsin was down for the count. Yeah, they were, they were looked pretty bleak then. But anyway, let's get out of here. This was a depressing fucking episode. God bless you if you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go big red, go big red. Let's upset the uh, Wolverines. God, I would love right. that. I would love nothing more to come on here and say how wrong I was about this game. I don't think you have to worry about that, but yeah, it'd be fun. Hey, special <laughs> thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Brand.